everybody. Welcome to Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. I'm your host, Angela Bowen. Today I will be reviewing the pilot episode of Punky Brewster entitled Punky Finds a Home, Part 1, which aired on September 16th, 1984. Alright, well let's jump into the pilot here. When the episode starts... We see a backdrop of Chicago where the show is set. And then Punky Brewster comes up on the screen. The um, the font, and it's all multicolor, which is really cool. It reminds me of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch box back in the 80s. And it had multicolored letters, so it kind of... It brings that home a little bit, that familiarism, which I really like. So, after that scene, we are introduced to Punky Brewster, who is eight years old. She's played by Soleil Moonfry. She's looks to be that she is in the parking lot of a grocery store. She's helping out a customer with her groceries. I'm guessing that she... Is trying to earn some money. She was left there by her mother. And she's just trying to earn some money. Because, well, she's got to eat. She's got a little puppy. Her puppy dog, Brandon. Who's a beautiful golden retriever puppy. And she's helping the lady with her groceries. One bag. Paper bag. And it just bursts out the bottom. And stuff is all over the ground. And she's like, oh, jeez. Seriously? feel bad for the lady who uh, was letting her carry her groceries. But, yeah, everyone uses recyclable. I use recyclable um, cloth bags for my groceries. I don't, I don't like paper bags. I don't like, I don't like how they feel. Usually I'll either go with that or I'll also go with plastic. Okay, and the next scene here of the intro, which you have the theme song playing over the intro, you have Henry Warnemont coming out of his photography studio, and Henry Warnemont is played by George Gaines, who I believe he passed away last year sometime. It was really sad. He, he was, he, he was, I think he was in his 90s. So yeah, he's, uh, oh, it looks like uh, Punky is giving the lady, unless this is a different lady, it might be a different lady, because uh, she's holding a paper bag full of groceries, and I don't see anything being, the bottom isn't ripped out. Oh, and here we go, she's walking along with her puppy Brandon, and looking at the camera with uh, her name coming up here on the screen, Soleil Moonfry. Punky, it says, up in the left-hand corner. Oh, and little Brandon. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, and here we see them walking past the apartment building. They're actually, they don't know each other yet. And they just walk past each other. Um, so basically, they, uh, Henry and Punky, they don't know each other. They're passing each other on the street. Punky is going past the apartment building to the side of it. So it's down a side street, I'm guessing. So she can climb up the fire escape. And she's got a little rope with her so she can bring up Brandon. She's got a little cloth bag and he's in, sitting in the bag. Oh, he's so good. Oh, and it says excuse, ex, executive producer David W. Du, Duclan? 
Duklin? I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. I feel bad now. Um, it's so cute. My guess is she's been doing this for a while because she knows exactly where the fire escape is and everything like that. She's checking to make sure no one's around so no one's going to be seeing her do this. Although, it's Chicago. There'd be people all over the place. Even in the 80s, there would be people. They'd be... <laughs> they'd be around... But, and there's a dirty old mattress just sitting on the side of the building. Oh, my goodness. What I'm doing here is I'm actually playing the episode. So, everything you're hearing from me is just what I'm seeing on the screen and just kind of reacting to it. Um, I do want to apologize. Uh, in the background, I have a rabbit. His name is London. He's a Holland Lop. And... Occasionally he will do like his little digging in his cage, so if you hear that in the background and wonder what it is, that's my rabbit. He's just chilling out now, he's just laying down, so he's not making a noise, but... Alright, let's get back into the episode here. So Punky's pulling Brandon up in the little sack here, and then we open on an... Um, an empty apartment, which actually does have some furniture in it. It's also got a lamp. It's got an armchair. And we see Punky and Brandon. It looks like it's nighttime. How long did it take her to get up to uh, the fire escape? Because it was daytime before. And the window also has no screen in it, which uh, any, any vagrant could climb into this window and make himself at home. Um... I hope she locks that window when she shuts it. But she's just carrying Brandon over to the armchair. Sits down with him. And she's like, well, Brandon, another day, another dollar. So basically, I don't know how long she's been at this. Uh, how long ago her mom just up and left her at the grocery store. But that's just terrible. That's just terrible that a parent would do this. And I remember reading a little bit of trivia about um, the creator of Punky Brewster, how he said that basically Punky's parents are deadbeats. You know, I'm sorry if that's a spoiler, but they're deadbeats. They, he, her dad checked out when she was two, and then her mom just, like, up and said they were going on a trip. Dropped Punky off at the store, so I'm guessing did the mother go into the store and leave Punky outside, or just go in with her and just, the mother took off in the car, she's gone, left this poor little girl, the eight-year-old girl defenseless with her little puppy dog. But anyway, I mean, Punky seems like the type that, she's really resourceful, I mean, she's helping people with their groceries, getting, like, maybe a quarter here or there. Hopefully getting some food. She and her puppy dog got to eat. So she's just hanging out there. She hears a knock at the door. And who do we see but little eight-year-old Cherry Johnson, played by actress Cherry Johnson. And she's got a little bag of food with her. So my guess is Punky's doing okay for now. I mean, Cherry's got food for her, so she is eating, which is awesome. And they clearly know each other, so Punky's already got a friend, so that's great. 
just kind of hanging out. Oh, and we have uh, Betty Johnson, who is played by Susie Garrett, who um, has also passed away. Um, I think it was back in the early 2000s, possibly, that she passed away. I'm sorry it's not accurate for you. But um, she's just coming down the stairs. Her and Cherry, um, Susie Garrett, plays Betty Johnson, who is Cherry's grandmother. She's coming down the stairs like, hey, Cherry, Cherry, where are you at? Where are you So uh, <laughs> she's coming upon the door here, so... She's knocking and saying, hey, Cherry, you in there and everything. And, of course, uh, Cherry and Punky are on the other side of the door just not doing anything, making any noise. Oh, and here we have uh, Henry's coming in through uh, into the scene here, going through his mail. We got uh, Mrs. Johnson here. She's like, you know, I heard some noises going on in this supposedly empty apartment. You know, it, it sounds like it could be a, a burglar or uh, a prowler, a sex maniac uh, <laughs> or ex-convict. And when she said sex maniac, Henry just looked at her like, well, um... Because she's like, a sex maniac just looking for a vivacious woman. <laughs> Henry looks at her. It's like, well, you know what? I think you're safe. I think you're safe. And she just looks at him like, come oh, oh, Yeah, yeah. Um, Betty Johnson, from what I'm looking at, it looks like she's um, a nurse. So she must work nights. And, um, Henry, like I said earlier, he's coming out of photography, uh, photo photography studio. <laughs> and so that's his job. But he is also manager of this apartment building. So in this next scene here, we see Punky and Cherry kind of talking and how Cherry's like, you know what, I, I envy you, Punky, because... You know, you don't have to go to school. You can stay up as late as you want. And she's like, you know what? You're like the youngest grown-up I know. And Punky is like, yeah, that's all great and everything, but you have one thing I don't. A family. And Cherry's like, yeah, but it's just me and my grandma. And, you know, she like, she snores a lot and everything like that. So, yeah. So now we jump back outside of the apartment to Henry and Betty, and she's, you know, complaining, like, you know, the dryer is still busted, you know, since Henry is the manager of the apartment. She's like, you know, I had to hang up a clothesline outside of my window to the telephone pole. I don't know how the heck that would have worked, because uh, if she's on the second story window, um, how are you getting that clothesline to the telephone pole? Makes no sense. I don't know. But she's like, you know, I'm hanging out my clothes out there, and some graffiti artist decided to uh, lay his initials down on her underwear. And Henry's like, well, you know, they could probably put a novel on your underwear, being as how big it is. It's like, yeah, they're, they're cracking wisecracks back and forth. It's like, I love their witty banter. It's, it's just so funny. So basically, Punky, uh, excuse me, but... Betty, you know, goes upstairs. Henry goes into his apartment. But as he turns around, he notices Cherry coming out of the empty apartment. He's like, okay, um, something's off here. Why is she hanging out in an empty apartment? First of all, that apartment should be locked up. And 
I, I mean, it's Chicago. I'm surprised that apartment isn't even, you know, filled up with somebody already. I mean, yeah, it's not the greatest looking apartment. It does look kind of dingy and icky. The floors looks like it needs to be repaired. The walls are gross. Um, but anyway, <laughs> enough about Henry's uh, uh, apartment building. Um, so he sees her coming, Cherry coming out of the apartment. He's like, okay, I want to see what's going on. So he walks in, and of course, this is the first meeting of Punky and Henry, and she's just kind of dancing along. To, uh, she's a maniac, that song from Flashdance. Puppy's having a good time, hanging out in the chair. She's, I, I do want to play this clip for you because I think it is really, really cute. That way you can get a real sense of their first interaction together. The maniac, maniac on the floor. And she's dancing like she's never danced before. Uh, oh. Who are you? I'm Punky Brewster. And who are you? I'm the manager of this building, Henry Wanimont. Nice to meet you, Hank. <laughs> not a Hank. I am a Henry. <laughs> what are you doing here? My husband and I are looking for a apartment. <laughs> okay, cut the charade. Stop! It's only fair to warn you that this is an attack job. If you get near me, he'll chew you to pieces. <laughs> Give me a break. That dog couldn't chew soup. <laughs> now, let's get back to you. Did you run away from home? Don't clam up on me, young lady. Answer the question. You'll never make me say anything I don't want to, even if you shove my head in knock and make me eat line of beans. <laughs> Alright, well I hope you enjoyed that clip. I um aside from having I have the you know the show on DVD, so I'm having that play in the background, kinda of watching it and kinda of just going based off my observations. I did actually take some notes. So I'm gonna go based off a little bit of, of the notes to get you kind of the exact dialogue. Um, the third scene is inside Henry's apartment. Punky hesitantly walks in with Brandon on his rope leash, deciding that, well, you know, you have to trust somebody sometime. Henry's apartment looks nice, kind of like how you would expect an elderly widow's place to look. Afghan blanket draped over the chair and couch, old magazines thrown about, yellowed flower wallpaper, typical of, you know... Maybe an older person back in the back in the 80s. I love the swinging door leading from the living room to the kitchen. I think most family sitcoms in the 80s had them. When Henry offers Punky something to drink, green juice or brown juice, both sound very disgusting. She asks, what's the difference? And Henry says, two weeks. She passes and asks for milk instead. I can't imagine that the milk is going to be any better. Yeah, so that basically tells you Henry doesn't shop very much. Henry offers to make her something, with what she replies with, "You can cook." 
thinking that because he's old, he probably can't do much. He must not know a lot of elderly people. Henry pulls out two frozen dinners, the simple and quick way to eat. While Henry makes dinner, Punky ventures out to the living room. Noticing how disheveled his place is, including the dust on the phone. When she wipes her finger along it, she's like, ugh, ugh wipes it on her, on her shirt. Um, then Punky sees the pictures on the wall. Henry walks through the door smoking a pipe. Punky asks him about the pictures and he explains how he's a photographer. She tells him he... Oh, hold on. She tells him how she likes them because you can tell how the people feel in the picture based on their expressions. I wonder if some of these pictures were taken in other locations like outside or at a park or a beach. One picture looks like a really skinny man from India. These are just my observations. <laughs> Punky thinks he must really care about people to take people's pictures. Henry explains that it's just his job and he pretty much keeps to himself. And all he needs in his life is his camera. So basically he's just saying to her, you know, I don't really, I don't let people in emotionally, you know, he doesn't, he, he, he keeps to himself, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So, Punky thinks that's a sad way to live, and Henry asks her what would she know about it, since she's a child and can't match her shoes properly. She wears, like, different colored shoes, which I think is really cool. She explains to him that she has two different free, why can't she have two different pairs of shoes? Henry finally cuts to the chase, asking where her family is. Punky says her dad walked out on her and her mom when she was two. Now, she's eight years old. I, I, I definitely think that you would be able to recollect when you were two, when you're eight years old, better than, say, if you're, like, 35 or 20 or something and trying to recollect that far back. Um... Let's see, and when, she, okay, and her, and two weeks ago, okay, so two weeks have gone by since her mother left her at the grocery store. So for two weeks, Punky has basically been surviving by herself, well, with Brandon, in that empty apartment, with just basically surviving off of what she's getting for helping people with their groceries. Uh, looks like Cherry had been giving her food, so she's living off of that. So she is, she knows her way around things from what I'm guessing is also that she must have been kept going back every day to that grocery store. Maybe to, that her mom might come back looking for her is what I'm guessing. And okay, so her mother left her at the grocery store two weeks ago. Her mom told her they were going on a trip to Chicago. So I'm kind of curious then, if Punky isn't from Chicago, where might she be from? Let's see. Then her mother parked her car at a shopping center and never came back. Okay. So her mother parked her car at a shopping center. So did they go into the store? Did Punky go into the store by herself and her mother just left with all their belongings in the car? Because it says that she parked her car there at the shopping center and never came back. But it looks like 
you don't see Punky with a lot of stuff other than the clothes on her back and Brandon. That seems to be pretty much all she's got. But then again, um, she could have her stuff, what she could get out of the car and in that apartment would be my guess. Uh, Punky figures her mom forgot about her and will come back to get her one day. That could be maybe why she was probably going back every day to the shopping center thinking that her mom will, like, come back for her. Um, Henry decides to call his detective friend at the police station to help find Punky's mother, but then hangs up when he sees Punky has fallen asleep on the couch. Alright, so it looks like it's the next day. We see Warnemont Studio says color black and white one day service so he does a lot of different things here with his photography and he's photographing this older lady whose name is Agnes and I'm guessing she must be a regular since he knows her name and it's she's up against a blue backdrop so it's like she just comes in just to get pictures whenever it doesn't look like it's a passport photo because she's smiling in it. And, you know, um, it's funny how Agnes calls him a hunk and how he makes her sweat. She also mentions that she's had five husband and five husbands and they've all ended up dying on her. Well, that's... Um, that concerns me. That That's not good. Um, she could very well be a gold digger. I'm just, this is my opinion. Based on her clothes, her jewelry. I mean, five, five husbands might have died. That's a cause for concern. If, if I were uh, the cops, I, I, I definitely would want to be looking into this lady and saying, um, something's not right here. So, or she could be out marrying these guys that are, like, really rich and don't have a lot of time, like, they're, like, near their deathbed. And then she gets them to write her into, the, into their will. That's what I'm guessing. It just makes me really suspicious. So Agnes asks when Henry will be ready for her, and he says, you are far too much woman for me. It's, and I'm like... Um, yeah, I, I, I would definitely want to stay away from her if Henry wants to continue living. So she leaves, but not before saying it's his loss. You know, I'm saying I think that's his game, considering how all her husbands died on her. <laughs> Are we sure she didn't poison them? Yeah. Then Henry receives a call from his detective friend, Jean, who has not located Punky's mother, and Henry says if he doesn't find her by the end of the day, he'll bring Punky to him. Which, I don't know what the heck he's going to be able to do by just bringing Punky to this detective. I mean, he'll just put her in, you know, foster care, which, um, yeah. So when Henry gets off the phone with his detective friend, he starts combing through the phone book looking up hospitals to see if maybe Punky's mother had been admitted to the hospital. Betty Johnson comes in with Punky and Cherry, and they're all dolled up in their really cute dresses and fake jewelry. 
And Punky offers Henry a quarter for her picture and her Mr. T whistle. Henry decides to take the quarter and take their pictures. He even gets in the photo with Punky, which is really, really sweet. And I think that picture that's going to play a part later on. So, all right. So here we are. We're back at the apartment. And Punky is there with Brandon. She is washing the dishes. Doesn't see a rag. So she's like, well, you know, I'm just going to wipe it here on my pants. And uh, I think we're good there. So she's asking Brandon. She turns around and says, hey, Brandon, how's that floor cleaning coming? And you see this cute little puppy with these big old sponges attached to his paws and it's just so cute and you see he's got suds covering him and Punky's like all right good job Brandon you know if we're gonna stay here with Henry we're gonna have to earn our keep so she is really under the impression that yes if she kind of helps out cleans the house then maybe Henry will let her stay with him uh, she's like oh forgot to wash the window so she takes the um the, the spray nozzle from the kitchen sink and sprays the window above the uh, above, above the sink. And it's kind of funny because when I was a little kid, I did the same thing because we had a window right above our kitchen sink. And it, yeah, it just kind of got messy. Um, uh, Henry is coming in to the, uh, the hallway there and then we see Betty Johnson kind of coming down and just Saying, hey, did you find Punky's mother yet? He said no. And she's like, you know, I really, really think that you two would be good for each other. All right, sorry about that. Let me start. Okay, Betty then asks Henry if the police have found Punky's mother. Henry says no, and he tells her he'll call child services. Betty suggests maybe it can work out where Punky can stay with him. Henry says it wouldn't work out because she's too young and he's too old. Betty says how he and Punky are both alone in the world and they would be a good fit for each other, which I agree. But in, in these circumstances, you do kind of, it would be nice if they could just stay together, but with the circumstances being what they are, he does have an obligation to report that she is by herself and she, and her mother's gone. So after Henry gets done talking with Betty Johnson, he comes into the apartment, sees a punky with a feather duster and he's just looking at round and he is not happy He's like, what in the world possessed you to clean my place up? She's like, are you kidding? There was a half-eaten moldy pizza on the couch. Okay, that is just, that's nasty. <laughs> it shows you how much this guy is so into his work, and he does not have time to shop. He does not have time to clean his house. And she, even Punky's like, it was, it was really bad. I just, I wanted to clean your house. You know, I wanted to. Then uh, Henry picks up his pipe and then tips it over and all this like soap watery liquid comes pouring out of the top of it. He's like, you washed my pipes? <laughs> 
And and Punky's like, they were filthy inside. He's like, they're supposed to be filthy. They're pipes. He's like, now they're ruined. And then um, he's like, uh. So Henry walks over to the closet and then opens the door. All, all the stuff that had been laying around in the living room was all somehow shoved in the end of the closet. I don't know how she was able to shut that door without that stuff just falling on top of her. It's like, oh my gosh. But I mean, I used to like hide stuff under my bed and call that cleaning when I was a kid. But no, Henry is not having this. He's like, you know what? You're reorganizing my life in a way that I just, I, I don't want this. I don't want, this is too much for him to deal with. So he tells Punky to sit down, and then right before he gets a chance to sit down, the phone rings, he picks it up, it's Agnes asking him to go break dancing, and he's like, no, I don't want to go break dancing with you tonight. Hangs up the phone, and then he's looking at the swinging door to the kitchen, and he, he sees this poster of Michael Jackson, back from his um, thriller days, and he looks over at Punky, and she's got her arms crossed, like, yeah, that was me. I did that. Pretty awesome, huh? <laughs> As Henry goes to sit down on the couch, he notices this um, picture of this woman sitting on a table behind the couch, and he's like, wait a minute, wait, what is that doing here? As he points to the picture. And she's like, oh, I found it in the closet. I, I just thought, you know, it's a really nice picture. I thought I'd just, you know, put it up here. And he's like, you don't touch that picture. Nobody looks at this picture, all right? Nobody. And she's like, well, who is it? And he's like, well, this is my wife, Claudia, who, you know, passed away just shortly after they were married. So Punky kind of gets Henry to open up a little bit about you know, his wife and and everything. And Punky says how pretty she is and everything like that. And I guess um, Claudia passed away a year after Henry and she had been married. That is sad. That was only a year of them being able to be together. And I'm guessing that Henry was, judging by the picture, she looks to be maybe somewhere in her, her early 20s. So he must have been really young when uh, they got married. And... You know, it just, it hurts to look at the picture, you know, he tells her, and Punky's like, you know, my mom used to say that it's good to be reminded of the people that you love. So Punky says, can I ask you a question? He's like, what? She's like, if you don't allow yourself to feel sad, how do you ever feel happy? So Henry's like, no, never mind, we're, that subject is closed, we're not, we're talking about you right now. He asks Punky, you know, obviously it looks like you want to stick around here, you know, with me. Why do you want to stick around here with me? She's like, well, I like you. And he's like, really? Why? She's like, I don't know why I like you. But I figure, she says, I think underneath your grumpiness is more grumpiness. She's like, but underneath the bottom grumpiness is a good guy. She's like, well, sorta. And Henry's like, you know, I'm, I'm too old and set in my ways to have, have a child around. You know, he, he's, judging by looking at him, I'd say he's got to be at least late 60s, 70s, maybe. 
And Punky's eight. So if they were to live together, she'd maybe have another 15 years with him. So, and you know, he's he's doing his own thing. He's got his photography business. He really, he does not want to be saddled with the responsibility of a child. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, you can't stay. And, you know, Punky's look of being rejected is just, it's really heartbreaking. It's like, you know, first my dad walks out on me and my mom. And then my mom drops me off and just leaves me at the shopping center. I must be a pretty rotten kid that nobody wants me. And just, that's that's terrible. That's heartbreaking. You're She's eight years old. And to feel that nobody wants her? I mean, yeah, I know that Henry didn't want, doesn't want to be saddled down with a child. I mean, he, he's got his own thing going on. But Punky just needs somebody to, to love her and everything. She just wants to be in a place where she can feel safe and good. Punky gets up off the couch, grabs Brandon's leash, and she looks back to Henry and says, all right, bye. And he's like, well, wait, where are you going? Henry says, wait, you'll stay here tonight, and then tomorrow I'll take you down to the child services, the Department of Children's Welfare. And Punky asks, well, what'll happen to me there? And Henry's like, well, they'll find you a foster home. And Punky's like, but I don't even know the fosters. So I'm guessing she's like, foster, foster home? The fosters, who are they? (laughs) And with that, Punky opens the door and she's like, you know, I'm leaving. And Henry's like, wait, hold it. And, and Punky looks at him, and she's like, you know, I must be a really terrible fir- person. You know, first of all, my dad didn't want me. My mom left me, and now you don't want me. You know, she said, nobody nobody wants me around. And the shot, you know, is close up of her face, and she just feels, oh my gosh, it's like your heart could break into a million pieces. And with that, she says, you know, well, that's all right. I don't need anybody because, you know, she can take care of herself. She's got her dog. They can look after themselves. With that, she shuts the door and walks away. And you, uh, the shot cuts back to Henry. He's like, Punky, Punky, get back here. And he just expects her just to come right back in the door. Nope, she doesn't. So he, he shouts her name again. Runs after her. So Henry goes out looking for Punky. And then in the next scene, you see him come back. He He's drenched. It's been raining out. And he comes in. And he sees all the stuff from the closet is still on the floor when he from when he opened the door. He picks up this manila envelope and opens it. And it's the picture of him and Punky. He takes a picture of him and Punky and puts it on the table behind the couch. He then picks up the picture of Claudia, his dead wife, and looks at the picture. And in a way, by how he's looking at the picture, he's probably thinking, okay, if my wife were here, what would she do in this situation? I think she would let Punky stay. But he does put the picture next to the picture of him and Punky. As it looks like uh, Henry's going to leave the living room, 
he uh, turns around as Punky comes through the bottom of the swinging door. She's like, hey, Henry. And he's like, what are you doing here? I just spent three and a half hours looking for you. She's like, well, yeah, I know. I've been here. It's raining out. You know, with that, she's like, you know, I su I'm surprised you were even looking for me. You say you didn't care about me. You didn't want me. So with that, he's like, he points to the couch. He's like, you know, go to bed. So, so she heads over to the couch, lays down, you know, Henry gets her all set up, puts, drapes a blanket over her, and she's like, you know, Henry, what's going to happen to me tomorrow? Do I have to go to the Department of Children? He's like, I'm sorry, I, I have to do this. But to her surprise, she's like, you know what, I'll try to arrange it so that way you can stay here until we find your mother. She's like, thanks, Henry. Good night. So she rolls over, goes to sleep. Henry leaves the room, and then we think she's asleep. But, you know, she says a prayer. She thanks God for, for Henry, and that she hopes that, you know, with God's help, that he can help find her mom. So with that, the episode closes with the closing credits, and that is the end of the episode. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast, and I am going to try to put out an episode every week. I am on social media. If you would like to leave me an email, I am at punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com. I am also on Facebook at Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Also on Instagram at Punky Power PB Podcast and Twitter at Punky Power PB Podcast. So if you'd like to just, you know, you can email me, leave me a comment, just let me know. If you want to even share your Punky Brewster memories, you know, you can do that. Or if you have any, any tips for me or say what you like about the show, what you don't like about it, what you think I should change. <clears throat> But anyway, just, just look me up on social media, and I look forward to having you join me in the next podcast. Thank you.